As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hello, everybody. This is Zorn coming at you from the App Station. Super excited and super pumped about a new episode today uh, here on the Trender Truth Podcast. Uh, today, I've got with us a returning all-star, uh, perennial all-star, that is, Corey Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Then, of course, we got P-Dub sitting over there smiling all funny, Wes Hostler. Hey. And then our... Uh, guy you need to pump up so we make sure we keep him around way longer than he wants to stay mason phillips how's he going <laughs> so uh having a really good conversation beforehand we should have just turned on the mics and went through that for a while but uh maybe we can keep that same energy going and and uh talk through this a little bit but uh our topic today is uh, uh gonna be talking about how to build relationship with christ and uh the reason that i chose this topic was because we had a really good discussion about it this week in small group and um, Gary Jones like laid out, I, I, I probably should have invited him honestly, because he laid out a really just in-depth way to um, build and maintain that relationship with Christ. So um, first off, what, what do you guys think of the topic? Are you asking what we think? Yeah. What do you think of, uh, of about, you know, creating or, and, or building a relationship with Christ? I think to create a relationship with Christ, you have to first acknowledge what he did. You have to, kind of dig into the the person that Jesus was, what he stood for. And then I think you, this is going to be a little bit different for each person. I think you have to find out what Jesus means to you. Because Jesus is a lot of different things. You know, everybody says he's your peace or he's your comfort and all these different things. But I think he means uh, more in one aspect to some people than another. So if you have a guy like me, like I see Jesus as my heart and my character because I was such a bad person and I needed such a big heart change. Whereas right. like a recovering addict would probably see him, see them as like their lifeline. And there, there's different situations where Jesus is going to be more to you depending on what you've went through. Man, we really missed you. That was good. <laughs> that was awesome. So what about you guys? You kind of I I think for me I, I was thinking about this today and it's uh that you can't take Jesus for granted that relationship because for me it would it be easy and it has been easy before to really just to devalue that relationship because I've seen myself as a Christian for pretty much all my life and so growing up in the church you really don't think about it that much and you just think about everything that he went through to make sure that we would have an option to be saved and to go to heaven that we weren't all going to be going to hell but that we uh, have a way to live with our father and have a relationship with him. So that's just something we can't take for granted. Yeah, it's really good. I, um, kind of been wrestling with that today a little bit. I, I like this period in time has been just huge to be able to draw near to God. And I just feel like I haven't taken advantage of it. And it's, it's not any one thing. I'm not, you know, back into an old lifestyle or, or you know, it's just, it's just almost just laziness, just not taking the time to, uh, you said taking him for granted is what reminded me of this, mm -hmm. you know, is, I don't, I don't feel like I really took him for granted, but my actions kind of maybe have shown that, you know, because I just mm -hmm. haven't taken the opportunity to be up here in the amp station and, and just praying with some alone time with him and being able to spend, you know, hours of, of time with just he and I and, and uh, trying to embrace that relationship. What about you, Wes? You got some first thoughts on it? 
My first thoughts are an old Depeche. Don't say it's complicated either. No, it's an old Depeche Mode song. I don't know if you guys No, are, they do no, not. There was a song. It is Our listeners all about, were born after 1950. <laughs> personal Jesus. Do you remember that song? Your own personal uh, Jesus. I'm probably saying the title wrong, but it I, just I probably repeats would if I over heard and over song. again. Yeah, and I of do. course, it, it wasn't from the Christian genre, but essentially... Uh, it's talking about who Jesus is to you, but that can be a good or bad thing. I right. mean, if you're trying to reinvent who Jesus is and making somebody that fits your needs or fits something that uh, helps you in a specific way that is doesn't represent the reality of, of who Jesus is. I mean, that's that's a whole nother, it's not a different topic, but what I'm saying is that we have to know who the historical Jesus is and who the, the Jesus is that he claimed to be. Right. That's a big deal because if we don't know that first, then we kind of try to invent our own personal Jesus. Does yeah, that make no, sense? That, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, and I, I see what you're saying, and um, I know... Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad you went that way because some of the scripture that I found today I think will be it'll be like well yeah duh you know trust Jesus you, you know those kinds of things but I think it's something that we get lost in sometimes and and why is that I think a lot of times uh, you know I heard someone talking not too long ago about relating to God as the Father well if you are a person that has been burned by your father that's not the greatest asset to start with you know that's not the greatest way to start the conversation it might have been in the what was the small groups curriculum we did i can't remember the name of it now all of a sudden messy grace yes messy no. it might have been in there where i jackie hill perry may have said it or something where you know if someone's had a, a tough time with their father being able to relate to god as our father is different it's not that doesn't seem ideal because you've been hurt by him so bad so that's not the best thing to lead in with so maybe you have to touch on some other things, get that trust going and, gra- and growing, and then you can go and, and start bringing in that thing. But that's kind of some of the things that I got just for verses today. And in, in my experience, a lot of people that have, you know, people that have been, you know, deserted by their father or hurt by their father, once they develop that relationship and kind of grow into it, they can have an even better with relationship with God than a lot of people understand because that's the only father that they've ever had. That's good, yeah. And I mean, I know in my life, uh, my whole life, all, all I wanted to do was make my dad proud. I mean, that was a big thing for me was I wanted to make my dad proud. Well, my dad's necessarily not, or not necessarily the the best Christian example. And sometimes I would do things that were out of line with God's will because I wasn't a Christian just to try to make my dad happy. Well, if you don't ever have that idol I guess you could call it in front of you of your dad, then God is your only yeah. father and your, your goal naturally in your flesh is to make your dad proud. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So let's just jump into, um, let's just try to give some people something tangible they can grab onto, they can take a hold of and start a relationship with Christ or, or grow their relationship with Christ. So Mason, I'm just going to ask you for the thing that you go to, that's your, your top thing. I know there's a list of things that we're going to go through, but just for you personally, what is the top thing that, that helps you in your relationship with Christ? It's talking to him every day. It's just so prayer time of prayer time. Like usually I go, uh, when I get deep into it, I like to go for a walk and just talk with God. That's, that's my, 
when I feel the closest to him or if I'm in the car and driving and I just turn the radio off and everything. You know, and I really didn't mean to correct you when you said talking to him, but I just wanted to make it clear because yeah. I think a lot of times we get lost and think that we have to be super reverent in prayer. It doesn't have to have be, to be like proper. a formula or yeah, something. Just it, talk to him. It really is just talking to him. It yeah. is just conversation. So I wasn't cutting you off. No, no. Yeah. I, was, I was trying to make it, hey, that's prayer. Right. Prayer is that talking. Right. Um, one of the things that I, I found today was uh, an article and it talked about, um, you know, being consistent throughout the day with God, just, just making points of contact with him throughout the day. And I think that's one of the best ways because Mm -hmm. Murph and I were talking about it this week. And, uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, having your eyes closed versus open. And I trust Jesus. He doesn't so much. So I just drive down the road and pray with my eyes closed for 10 minutes at a time. He didn't trust Jesus. So he just, he Jesus keeps his eyes open. No. Yeah. Yeah. But we were just talking about, you know, it doesn't seem as personal to him if he if he's not able to close his eyes in, in that situation. It doesn't keep him from doing it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, me, sometimes the conversation seems more real in that moment because I really am. I turn the radio off, and I'm just talking. And then, you know, sometimes you get to weeping, and you're hoping no one else is around you. It's bad enough when you get caught car singing. But it's when allergies. You get, when you get caught car crying, <laughs> it's really bad. So, uh, okay, so, Wes, what about you? What's the one thing that you go to? And it can be the same thing if that's, if that's the case for you. I just want to hear if we're different or what. And we're talking about building a relationship with God as the Trinity, I guess. Sure, it, yeah, yeah. And it's hard sometimes for people that haven't grown up in the church to make that differentiation, is that we we talk about Jesus because we are, you know, children of God, and we recognize that he is God in flesh, that he's the one that came down, experienced everything that we had to experience, all the pain and suffering even more so, as well as the challenges and temptations on and on and on. And so the point that I'm trying to make is that when we talk about our relationship with Jesus, it is our relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit that that comes in. And I, I don't think I necessarily uh, think about building something as much as I do as keeping it together today, maintaining it, maintaining yeah, it yeah. in a, in a daily situation. And I guess every day I wake up and I have to make sure that I'm in awe of who God Ooh, is. Yeah. I have to wake up and realize I'm breathing for one thing. I was going to say, what does that for you? Cause my wife loves sunsets. She just, they're the most right. awe, awe-inspiring thing to her, and she knows that they're from God. And I think they're beautiful, but it's it doesn't draw me close to Him in that same way. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so what what are what are some of those things that you uh, think about or go to for that? Well, because it's first thing in the morning, it's coffee. Um, <laughs> I'm in, in awe that God created coffee. Um, <laughs> and uh, but being serious, it it's just it takes time to really get into that. I mean, it's like when we're talking about personal, when we use that descriptor, we're yeah. talking about relational. We're yeah. talking about it has to be the relationship which is built. It takes time to get close to someone. So if you can think of someone in your life that you may not know uh, very well, and then you think of somebody that's your closest friend in the world, then you're like, that didn't start overnight. And so whatever those experiences are that you shared together, I think sometimes we don't include God or Jesus 
in those daily experiences and say where you know we say thank you for yeah. this you know express gratitude for right. the good times in our lives as well as the times in our life where we uh you know are kind of reactionary for something that happened and we get ticked off jesus can handle that right jesus can handle when we're ticked off so as long as we're not blaming him for it if we go to him with our like this is really bothering me i don't understand it i don't get it uh why is it and if you can't tell me why tell me how i should respond to it but that's what we do with our friends right i mean we when we're going through stuff we talk to them about it and so i think that kind of thing where we don't compartmentalize that that our experiences are not a big deal to god like he doesn't care um he's not interested and so we just you know sing a few songs about him on sunday or or whatever and then you know stick him wherever i on love the that shelf. You, you said about talking to your friends because uh i tell uh i tell our kids whenever they have something they're really going through tough you know the loss of a loved one or something right. like that you know don't be afraid to, to scream out to god and let him know you're angry he knows anyway exactly um, and voice it because because for me i i I, lo- I like it when they call me and they say hey i'm i was i just yelled at god i was angry and you know this happened or whatever and i'm like that's good because the conversation's still going and same exactly. thing with a friendship if if uh if you stop talking to someone the the relationship could end and and it's really up to you in both situations it's up to you especially in the relationship with god because he's never going to leave you you're the one that's going to have to exit the conversation right um so i so i love that you said that so murph what about you what's the one thing that uh that you go to for a relationship just to either build it create it or maintain it can i have two because they're a mixture let me hear your first one for now <laughs> you can do whatever you want uh, for me, it's it's kind of a mixture of worship and prayer because I feel like I get my most. Hey, look ra- at my phone. Nice worship prayer. My, my most on the same line. I get my most real, raw. Like I'm not trying to be over exuberant with my words. I'm just right. I'm just talking to God um, when I have worship music on in the background, and if. If I ever am going through something, I, I love if I have, you know, 10, 15, 30 minutes to go in a room alone, just turn on some worship music and talk to God, because I feel like that, I feel like that's not only when he speaks to me the most, but I, I can get the most focused on Jesus and focused on my relationship with him and just pour out my heart to him. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, my deal. Um, so we got, we got prayer, we got really vagueness. <laughs> no, no we, we look for his awe we, we we try to we, we acknowledge the awe that he is right i mean right and and the awe will come in <laughs> murph can't stop laughing yeah. we're gonna have to edit yeah. this out so the the awe will come in different ways i right. think for different people yeah. yeah and if we're individuals it will be different it will be those things that he has created in us as a particular person that will connect with God in a way that really no one else can understand. Yeah. I think my slobbery snot face times come whenever, <laughs> whenever I start realizing that he actually does love me and even love me when I was at my worst, you know I mean? And when I start really coming to grips with that and thinking, I know I'm not worthy uh, and God loved me anyway, that's when I really get messy. 
Um, and then, of course, you had uh, prayer, worship, kind of the combination, which I like. Um, for me right now, and, uh, and you know, I don't know that it, it couldn't change for you from time to time, um, as long as it's some of these elements or a combination of that. I definitely think it needs to be the combination of the elements. But for me, for me, the uh, Bible is just huge right now. Bible has really kept me connected. I've done a I'm not bragging. I'm just. I'm just. I've done a really good job of staying in it. Um, I've. I've grown in what I'm reading, the quantity that I'm reading, and God started stirring in my heart the importance of that. And that's one of the things that you know, Wes, you and I talked about when we get back in the fall. We're going to talk about Bible reading for at least the first couple of weeks before we go into evangelism, because that's where all the confidence comes. That's where the connection comes. That's where the trust. I think that some of these verses that I got are about trust in Christ, and while saying I'm going to trust in Christ to build relationship doesn't quite work. But once you're in the Bible and you start seeing where that trust has been promised and then uh, fulfilled and promised and fulfilled and, and all these things, it really starts to make sense and starts to impact your life in a, in a huge way. Um, so, okay. What, um, just let me ask you guys this. What about fellowship? Do, where, where does fellowship fit in in the context of a relationship with Christ? For me, fellowship is where I find the most, uh, I guess, kind of knowledge and wisdom. You know, like when we come in here for small group, I always come in with uh, a mindset of... Uh, oh, I'm you've gonna... been to our small group? <laughs> Hurtful. Uh, <laughs> I always come in with a mindset of, I'm going to get something out of this because there's always, and it could be somebody that we'd never expect. Like it, it could be a Mason bomb where yeah, it's yeah. just like somebody out of nowhere from a question just drops an unbelievable line yeah. that like takes your breath away where you have hey, to step back and be like, wow. Back in the day, um, Taylor Santa Steven was in here for three years, you know, and she was awesome, but she was super quiet in small group and Mar Mars Trahan we call her Mars Bars, but whatever. <laughs> she was, uh, you know, she's they're two of my favorites. But Taylor would do one of those deals. She's like, wouldn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, she'd just say this thing. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Taylor wouldn't say a whole lot, but then when she did, she'd just drop this this bomb on you. That's just like super powerful, fit with the topic. And uh, Mars started calling them Tay's Hayes, like like hey, <laughs> you need to pay attention, man. <laughs> she's about to drop something on you. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Mason, what about fellowship for you? What do, what do you what do you think about that as far as trying to build relationship with Christ? I mean, he he tells us we can't live this life alone. So just getting building relationships with fellow Christians and kind of seeing how they're living their life for God and kind of I'm able to kind of reflect how I'm living my life. It just kind of helps me to grow closer to Him because I'm able to grow closer with the body of Christ right. right here. So that's kind of how I see it. It's just you, in order to get close to God, you got to get close to people. That's good. You're kind that's of good. growing off of that. Uh, I mean, you could go into the whole deal about uh, we're all one body and when one member suffering, all of them suffer with it. So, I mean, I've been in a situation sometimes where it's just like, I feel disconnected um, going through something that, that I'm having a really hard time with. I feel like God's being silent and I can come in here and connect with the body yeah. and the body picks me up. And uh, well, well, how many times do we look for God to speak directly to us? And a lot of time he's speaking through someone else. Yeah. That's what fellowship. Does. Yeah. Cause I know you and I've talked and I've been like, man, I've been waiting to hear for that from God and you just gave me what I needed to hear, you know? Yeah. So good stuff. So what about you, Wes? If I'm being completely honest, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's probably the number one thing 
in my life growing up. I was I was one of those people that I loved sports, but I loved team sports. I couldn't care less about the individual sport and playing on my own. It was like, you know, the A team, you love it when a plan comes together or whatever he says, you know what I'm saying? Is it, it's, is, that, is that a TV reference? I don't never know. Gonna yeah. understand? I understand it. You but do? Yeah. The whole thing. You nostalgia, know. Star Wars, all these. I don't know why. The A team, like 1960s wisdom. Like, pity the wow. fool. Pity the fool. Like, That's right, boy. <laughs> All right, I love it. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but well, hang on. Wow, we just got a little dose of the TV that, show. We're not cutting right that down. part. That was the best part <laughs> of this. That's not getting cut. Keep it in. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. If you haven't seen either the remake or the original <laughs> series, so that was the line at the end of the movie. I love it when a plan comes together or whatever. I love seeing people work together for a common goal. And, and watching it change the world. Yeah, that's good. You know? Yeah. And that... You brought that to a real good... You brought that to a Taze A's almost. <laughs> no, that's good. Is that whenever whenever I see people go through the change, whenever I see them, you know, complete metamorphosis, you're on the other side when they are part of the kingdom now, and you get to see that look in their eyes yeah. where they recognize that what they're doing matters, that they can affect change in their world, that you know they they feel a part of something mm-hmm. bigger than when they started the process when they started to build their relationship with God and that's priceless you know yeah. and whatever role i play i couldn't care less it's just to be a part of that and to see people from start to finish uh and i think that's a big deal with any relationship it's those those experiences where we like uh, those firsts, like going to the Grand Canyon for the first time, or, you know, I'm one of those people that just like you were saying a sunset or whatever, right. say you get to watch a sunset for the first time that impacts your kid or impacts a yeah. friend. It's those moments that you get to experience with other people that bring you together, that unite you. And so when you get to experiences the things that change people's lives forever, eternally together, it, there's just no way, you know, to put a value on it. Yeah. That was really cool to hear that from, you know, just from being a prideful person by nature my whole life. Um, that was really cool to hear that I don't care what part I play in it. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a completely different perspective than, right. than my flesh would ever, ever think about. That was, that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I did want to add one more thing before you go about... No, you're uh, good. Uh, about fellowship talk about growing um to be to be a christian you have to be connected to the body of christ and uh kendrick used a an analogy it was it was a long time ago but i was listening back to one of the old podcasts and he was talking about um the internal organs and he was talking about the the verse in first corinthians where it talks about uh, the the parts that aren't seen are held at a higher value. Yeah. And he talks about if you're trying to live this Christian life apart from the the head, which is Jesus, which is the church, and if you're trying to live it apart from that, then y- you have you have no purpose. Not let me let me finish. So if you take a heart, the the heart's main goal is to pump blood to the rest of the body. Right. Okay. Say you're the heart of the body of Christ, and 
you try to do it from home and you never come. You're beating at home. Right. And your whole purpose, yeah, you're sending blood nowhere. Your whole purpose is to pump blood to the entire body and you're not connected to it. Right. And so when you get connected with the body, it it is amazing to see all the parts come together because it seems like every church or every ministry I've been a part of, everybody plays such a special niche and special role. It's so God ordained and it all just works together. So amazing. I love what both of you just said, because it's a perfect segue for, for my next kind of a topic is, um, you know, what you guys are saying is why we do leadership the way that we do leadership. Our leadership isn't an exclusive club. It's not a small club. I mean, last year we were having those pregame leadership meetings. There was 20, 25 people here, but it's because leadership to me isn't, is doesn't mean you're on the stage. It means that you're taking, uh, you're taking a hold of what we have here and making a part of your own. And in doing that, you take pride in the place and, and, and what God has done here and what he's doing. So you pitch in and you, you take out the trash and you decorate for the taco Tuesday or, or whatever, you know, you just, you're, you're involved in it. And I think that comes with that fellowship. That's easier to do when you know the people and you're excited for them and you want to decorate for them and you want to make it a nice place and you want to leave it better than you found it before and things like that. It all just kind of piggybacks. And so I think it's great that, that you know, what you guys were saying kind of ties into that. And what's really cool is when God starts giving more kingdom responsibility to certain parts. So, you know, you have somebody like me last year, was it last year that I started coming here or two mm-hmm. years ago? No, okay. Yeah. Year. So it was last year I start coming in here and you know, at first I just wanted to be a part of AMP, you know, just, just listen. And then more and more kingdom responsibility was, was given to me and you gave me the opportunity to preach. And then, uh, I've led a couple of small groups and then I'm part of the leadership team. It's just cool to see how God takes people and, and divvies up kingdom responsibility throughout his entire body and everybody working together to do their part to make this whole thing happen and whole thing work. Right, right. Did you have something you wanted to add, Wes? I was just going to say, and Murph reinforced it, it's belonging. Everybody wants to belong. And so I think that's huge, especially when you're talking about your relationship to Christ, because several times that's how it's described. I belong to Jesus. And so uh, you can't overstate the importance of that, that connection. As I was doing some research for today, um, one of the things I found this article that had like 12 ways to um, create relationship or build relationship with Christ. And the uh, there was about four or five loves on there. You know, love your neighbor, love others, love God. Um, but love others, to me, I mean, isn't love others shown best in service? I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that kind of what that, what that is, absolutely. honestly, Mason? Yeah, absolutely. More by... <clears throat> more by your actions rather than your words. More people yes. want to see you actually represent Christ rather than hear you talk about him. Yeah. People want to see you live a sermon, not hear one. Yeah, yeah. you stole it, man. You're too quick for me. Sorry. I was going <laughs> to steal you, steal that from, or do that. I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say it, and I was going to give Kyla credit because I think that's she's the one that I heard it from, but such a great line. So, um, Well, another thing that I saw today um, was be responsive. You know, when when you hear God react to that, have you guys got anything that that's that that reminds you of or draws to mind of an instance where maybe um, being responsive was was obvious and evident, and you jumped on it and and took it? You got one? Let's go, Wes. Do it. Roll with it. 
Oh, you don't. No. You this means I do. <laughs> this means no. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. For me, it it actually happened last year as well, and it it was a really terrible situation that ended up turning out to be a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, my buddy, one of my buddies from when I was in high school, passed away in, in a car crash, um, and he actually went here to RSU, and his dad Snapchatted me. And said, hey, uh, you're religious, right? And I was like, uh, I have a relationship with Christ. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's up? And he was like, I was wondering if you wanted to to uh, officiate John's wedding. Oh, wow. Or, I mean, his, uh, his funeral. Yeah, his funeral. And immediately my knee-jerk knee reaction was absolutely not. There's, there's no way. And I, I just told him, I was like, let me pray on it. And the whole time I was thinking like, no way I'm doing this. Like right. I just got to find a way to break it to the guy that, that <laughs> I can't, I can't officiate this funeral. And, but the minute I went into prayer about it, God was like, you have to do this. And I did not by any means want to do it, but just because I didn't think I was going to be able to hold myself together up there. Um, and like I said, I was, I was a really bad person. And so a lot of people from my hometown really they didn't like me the but a lot of them didn't know about my change either and so what happened through that situation was i I ended up listening to god and i I was responsive through it and i did his funeral and uh but people can't i got so much responses of people telling me like it's so cool to see how much god has changed your life and and i don't think that that was why god had me had me do that funeral i, I think there was a bigger purpose in that and it was really special to his family that i did it cuz i was uh you know one of john's friends and but i do think that a byproduct of being responsive to that was letting people from my hometown know that i'm not who i used to be right and i think it changed a lot of people's minds about who i was as a person and was probably not even a thing you thought of until mm. after the fact when they started yeah. coming up to you and saying hey man i had no idea yeah and thank God that uh, John's dad did know. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is is there was a reason he called you. I mean, there was no doubt a reason. You know, we don't teach coincidences or accidents or any of those things. It's all um, God-ordained to us, and, and I think that was obviously one of those times. So, um, yeah, I think that's just one of the things. I, I loved when I read that because it kind of was one of those fringe things, you know, be responsive, uh, that's not a thing that would just write come to mind and jump out at you do you guys have any other things like that that might be kind of seem fringe like but be uh something that we need to talk about and share with the people because otherwise we're going to go to a couple of verses and if you guys are got any verses ready then you might get that ready too but are there any of those like i don't know know. you know i had be consistent and insistent you know try to find points of contact throughout the day obviously but but stay with that i mean you know don't be afraid to uh be insistent with it. Maybe persistence is a better word, not insistent. Insistent sounds like we're demanding. But I mean just be, you know, stay after it. Don't give up just because the reply doesn't come that day, you know. Stay after that. So what were you going to say, Mason? Well, uh, what was your uh, original question you know, on that? It, it, th- these are kind of like, you know, worship and prayer are easy. Uh, you know, they're kind of obvious things. Staying in the Bible is an obvious thing. Uh, fellowship can be an obvious thing. Loving others, service. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any of those kind of fringe ones that just kind of words or something that come to your mind that, like, be responsive isn't an, isn't an obvious one, but is there something that comes to your mind? That- now you talked about, like, a, a moment that we've been responsive to God and kind of seeing how that plays out. Uh, 
biggest thing for me was just being responsive to the change. And my uh, last year at RSU, I was part of another ministry and then suddenly became part of AMP. And I was told last minute, that's what's happening. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, Kai Alpha is not going to be what it was. It's yeah. going to, you're going to be a part of AMP now. I was like, well, that's a big change. I got to adjust and I got to see if I want to really be a part of this or if I am kind of wanting to go my own way. And all along, I, I didn't really have, I wouldn't say I didn't have doubt, but I kept hearing God say, stick with it. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, but I do. And uh, I want you to trust me. Well, you know what and, was really cool about that is is I knew that some of the other guys were more reluctant. Mm-hmm. And you seemed like kind of the glue that held them together. Like, yeah. like it's so for you to even say that you, you know, you weren't sure, but you were having to just trust God. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is the way that you honor God a lot is, okay, I'm asking you to do something that's outside your comfort zone. I'm out, I'm asking you to do something that maybe you don't even really want to do. Right. But if you don't do that with the right heart, it ain't going to matter. Everyone's going right. to know it and it's not going to work out, you know, and you maintain that. Cause I, I never had a clue and I actually saw you as the one that was coaxing Bailey along <laughs> coaxing Jared along, you know, Hey, yeah. You know, let let's build let let's try to see you know what go what happens here and and luck, luckily you know those guys hung with it and, yeah. and were you know Bailey was a huge part of the ministry. I mean, he ended up being on our morning leadership team and mm-hmm. hanging out with us. And of course, he sang and I mean, talk about a servant's heart. That dude's got it. So, do you, you got anything, Wes? Like a fringe type? It doesn't have to be a fringe. If you got a all on, let's get after it. Then I, let's get after it. I don't know if it's fringe or not, but I think about you know ways that we engage with the Bible. And I, I say engage because I was never a big reader. And like, I'm with you. like you've said a million times, it, it was absolutely miraculous whenever you wanted to get into right. scripture, whenever, you know, you had that just, you know, appetite that had to be a part of God, you know, giving that to you. It was something miraculous, supernatural, nothing you could explain, you know, that was normal. And, uh, I guess my point with that is there are so many different ways today to engage with God's word that aren't picking up a book and looking at print and, you know, feeling like it's homework, Yeah, feeling like something you're forced to do because it's right. And, you know, you get the speech in the back of your mind, you know, it's like, this is going to help you later if you, you know what I'm saying? I had to use a weird voice because that was, that's how we hear. It was, was a weird voice. Yeah. You know? Of know. all the voices I've heard, that was one of them. <laughs> but you get my point is that what do people usually need to be going through in life yeah. before they get to that point? Get to that point to where they're, they're honestly, you know, seeking something with, authenticity like i know this matters or whatever and there are so many different resources out there of course it's you know uh instant access with a smartphone with a device and uh, mason and i are in uh doing a bible plan through uh the bible app the uversion app and so much of the good stuff that you can relate to is in somebody who's been through something that you're going through. They're yeah. just telling their story. Right. And if you're ever interested, I know, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're interested in common sure. ground that people have been through something Definitely. so that you can feel like I'm not the only one dealing with this. Right. And so engage with the Bible through those instances and it won't feel like it's something you have to do or being forced 
uh, and I just which is like the Bible Project. The yeah. videos that they put out are amazing. Yeah, and you can do a chapter or whatever. Uh, the U version will read it to you. I mean, mm-hmm. you can put it on in your car and and it'll read it to you. Um, there's some really cool ways to interact with the Bible that we just got to take advantage of. Now, I do think there is something to reading the Word when you can. Um, but you're right, man. There's so many ways to just get in it, and and I, sometimes when I hear it, I can just I can picture it better than yeah. when I'm reading it because I think because I have a tough time comprehending when I'm reading. Sometimes when I hear it, I can really, you know, paint the picture, and that's what the Bible does. Is it paints a pretty good picture for you. So exactly, and that's where I was going with that is that when Jesus was speaking to the big groups of people, the mega churches, if you will, that were walking around following him, he said stuff that was something they could relate to. All the parables were everyday stories about somebody dealing with something, and of course they had deeper meaning. But nobody was left like bored. All the stories, regardless if they got the full meaning or not, were engaging. Right. And so that's my point, is that there's a way to engage with God's word through experiences with people that are Christians or through, you know, ways that you know that people you're listening to for wisdom or advice in life, make sure you know where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what we talked about earlier with, uh, you know, with people having to pick sides nowadays, um, as Christians, we've got to be real careful that we're picking a side that still aligns with what, what the Bible and we want to align too, so it's a it's a careful slippery slope. Um, so, do you guys have any verses that you wanted to share? This oh, week? you're just gonna skip right over me. Huh? Oh, you got something? No, yeah. go for it. No, <laughs> my my piggybacks a little bit off of what Wes was saying. Uh, it's just like be intentional. You know, we we were talking about it earlier this week. A lot of times, which I got caught up in it a little bit in these last couple of weeks, is I was reading my Bible every day, but I was really just doing it out of obedience. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I am going to say that you're not going to get as much out of reading the Bible if you're reading it out of obedience rather than if you go in with a heart of, what is God, what are you trying to tell me that I need from this? And how is it going to impact my life moving forward? And for me, I have to make a, a very conscious effort and be intentional with my quiet time of what am I get what God, what are you trying to say to me through this? And how is it going to have a, a physical outworking in my life? Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, one of the things that I figured out this week was, um, I, you know, I'm trying to do five chapters in the morning of Old Testament, five chapters in the New Testament. This is just a little trivia tidbit. One of the things that I found out was what I'm doing, if I can stay consistent with it, um, is in a year, you'll read through the Old Testament twice and you'll read through the New Testament seven times. Pretty cool. So I just wanted to throw that at you so um what about verses anybody got verses that they were wanting to share so we're about to wrap this dude up you guys did good you, you got a verse nothing um i got a couple here. mine mine one verse yeah just off the top of my head would would be psalm 119 11 and it kind of talks it goes with everything that we've been talking about throughout this whole thing is i mean i'm probably going to misquote it but it's i hide your word in my heart so that i might not sin against you and talking about how big it is being in the Bible. When you go in with an intentionality of God speak to me through this and impact my physical life with your word, you hide that word in your heart and you'll go, you'll come upon a situation or a temptation. And if you're hiding that word in your heart, it's like he just springs a verse up in your head and it's like, I don't need to be doing that. 
or I need to step away from this situ- situation or I need to intervene in this situation and this is an opportunity to share Christ with this person. Right. And so that would be my one one verse. So good. That's so something good. that happened to me a couple, I think it was, it was either yesterday or it was today or it was a couple days ago, I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> it was a verse that I needed at the time and uh, it was something I had read before and I was able to bring back to memory, but and now I can't even remember what that verse was, but I know I know it happens. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, it does happen. And I think that that only happens when you're in the word, because yeah. I mean, how else are you going to know it? You know, uh, Doug Van Meter at Destiny Life spoke a while back and I've been meaning to find his name so I could give you credit. And I just, it just came to me. But he's the one that was up on stage when I told you guys, he said, how often should you read the Bible? And he said, until it starts coming out of your mouth. And I just love that phrase because it's it's a great yeah. phrase, and it happens. I mean, you guys know I'm a moron. I'm a simpleton. <laughs> you guys know there's times that um, I can't tell you that it's Isaiah forty thirty one or whatever, but I could tell you the content of it, especially when I'm talking to someone that needs to, that verse for what they're going through. What episode number is this? We are 13. on, yeah, 13. There's been 13 episodes, and I think in all 13 of them, if you listen to all of them, you'll find Zorn either calling himself a simpleton or an idiot in every single one. <laughs> a, a, a moron. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's really crossing the line. So um, I got a couple of verses I want to share, and then we'll wrap this thing up. Um, if you guys come up with anything in the meantime, then just jump on it. But Second uh, Timothy 1, 7 says, For God has not given us a, f- a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Um, that's kind of one of those that, to me, goes along with just trusting God in the moment. Um, uh, Isaiah forty thirty one is why I use that as a reference a second ago, but it's actually a verse on here. So, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And then the last one that I want to close with, and, and my thought on this verse is, it says that there's nothing that can separate us from God, but I, to, we can ourselves. If we, I, th- I think this mm-hmm. is talking about things of the world that cannot separate us, not our own uh, desire or um, lack of desire to, to follow him. But it's uh, Romans 8, 38 through 39. And it says, Am I convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, Neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So right there it is just telling us that if we will embrace that relationship, if we will really seek that, there's nothing else that's ever going to come between us. The only way that we uh, will detour or cut off relationship with Christ is if we do it ourselves and just turn away from him. So, um, And that's, I mean, that's what it's saying is that the love is, is unconditional. Yes. It, it's, you know, which is comforting for some people to know that there's nothing they can do or not do to, you know, make God not love them. Right. But at the same time, uh, the relationship is contingent on, you know, wanting it. Uh, it's a two-way street. You can't have a relationship that's just one person one person that's in love. And uh, all I can say about that is that if, you know, if we think that, that God is taking the relationship to a point to where the person doesn't want it to be, that makes him a stalker. 
it doesn't make him God to where right. he loves us. You know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah. we think of it in human terms, if people don't want a relationship with God, he's not going to force it on them. Right. right. That was in about every one of the articles that I found was yeah. he's not forceful. Yeah. It, it's, it's on you to, he's there for you. If you right. feel just trust in it and turn to him and, yeah, that, that was something I said before. I think I said in another episode was if you want a distant God, you'll find yeah, one. So, yeah. yeah, that was uh, one of your bombs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been reminded about that a couple times. <laughs> hey, so uh, guys, man, I'm super excited you were with me. You got something else you want? Yeah, to okay. One, go for it. one last closing thought on on the relationship thing. You know, a lot of times we feel like we're we're stuck in one spot, and if you uh, if you can think of it as in like you're in you're in a wave pool and you're going against the current because this world is always going to be pushing you back you can keep stepping and you can just pivot back and forth and you're in the same spot and you're in the same spot and you're in the same spot, but eventually that foot's going to stick. And then when it does, you pivot with that other other foot and you keep trying to move forward and you go forward and you go back. No matter how long it takes, eventually that foot's going to stick. Just never stop trying to move forward. Right. That's really good. Hey, so that was a, that was a good time. I'm glad you guys sat in with me today and I really enjoyed it. And I, I hope maybe we can sit here and talk with our headphones on after this is over for a little while. Maybe we'll just turn the recorder on and just, just see what's in there. But, uh, man, we love you guys out there. We thank you guys for listening. You know, these things are getting 50, 60 um, listens uh, over time. And I just, I don't know, I just think that's really cool. I told several people we were doing this. We weren't doing it to get rich. We weren't doing it to get famous. We we're just doing it to have fun and have conversation. And I can't wait till. uh School gets kind of back going where we can start getting more and more people included uh, again because I believe that it'll it'll get them excited about something. It'll give them ownership, it'll give them talking about stuff that matters, and uh, we'll start seeing if we can separate ourselves from the trend and and head towards the truth. So uh, I love you guys, and I just thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the Amp Station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.